And welcome to Automation Chat. I'm Teresa Hauk, Executive Editor of the Journal from Rockwell Automation and a Partner Network Magazine. This is another episode in our series, In Case You Missed It, where we bring the written word to life. I'm reading an article called A Look Inside a Groundbreaking Human Tissue Foundry. It's written by Mike Bassador, Editor-in-Chief of our sister publication, Control Design, and Contributing Editor for the Journal, based on what he learned during a tour of BioFab USA during the 2023 Automation Fair event. The Advanced Regenerative Manufacturing Institute created BioFab USA. You'll see how automation, life sciences, and engineering unite to create amazing disruptive tools and FDA-compliant manufacturing processes for organ regeneration. But before I dive in, it's time for our family-friendly, silly joke of the day. Did you hear about the fire at the shoe factory? Unfortunately, many souls were lost. Now here's the article, A Look Inside a Groundbreaking Human Tissue Foundry. How do you give life to a new industry? There's a short list of individuals experienced in parenting a disruption of such magnitude. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, and Mark Zuckerberg come to mind. Dean Kamen, founder of Segway, First Robotics, and DECA Research and Development, is an equally disruptive force. I pointed out to President Barack Obama that the difference between scientific research and industry is huge, came and explained during a tour of BioFab USA in Manchester, New Hampshire, during the 2023 Automation Fair event. We don't have the real roots of the industry that's going to take the science out of these labs and bring it to industry, he told Obama. The Advanced Regenerative Manufacturing Institute, or ARMI, is a member-driven 501c3 nonprofit organization that created BioFab USA, one of 16 Manufacturing USA institutes born from a federal initiative that originated during the Obama administration. BioFab USA integrates cell and tissue cultures with advances in biofabrication, automation, robotics, and analytical technologies to create disruptive tools and scalable FDA-compliant manufacturing processes. When we first started ARMI, I said the dynamic range of people getting involved was going to be unprecedented, Kamen noted. We grew to well over 100 members in a few years. To get an industry up from nothing, we're going to need standards. We're going to need systems. We need to create that substrate. We need this massive infrastructure to turn this into a high-volume business, he said. Staffed by 67 employees and embedded employees from more than 200 member companies, BioFab USA has grown quickly since its inception in 2017. ARMI began with an $80 million grant from the U.S. Department of Defense and a handful of member companies. Cayman's vision is to not only facilitate the ability to grow human tissue for organs, but also to automate the process and then democratize it to the point of providing machinery small enough to place it in a doctor's office. I told the Department of Defense, I have mechanical engineers, system engineers, and controls engineers, came and said, I don't have a single MD in my company. We know nothing about the world of synthetic biology. We know the engineering side of a lot of these things we do, he added. Cayman set to work on recruiting leaders to steer the Institute into disruptive waters. I called John Abiel, the co-founder and director of Boston Scientific, he said. I called Martine Rothblatt, United Therapeutics CEO and founder of Sirius Satellite Radio. 
The third person I called was Blake Moret, the CEO of Rockwell Automation. I knew him through First Robotics, he noted. Along with Dr. Jim Weinstein, Senior Vice President for Microsoft Healthcare and former CEO of Dartmouth Hitchcock, these five became the BioFab USA Board of Directors. Automation plays an important role in the process. Among the embedded people at BioFab USA are Rockwell Automation employees including Wayne Cherist, Biomanufacturing Automation Specialist, and John Hatsis, Global Industry Technical Consultant for Life Sciences. When we first came on board, we were among the first to join ARMI in 2017, said Cherist. The first year, ARMI was a manufacturing institute, which was made up of its members. We spent a lot of time the first year trying to teach members about automation. We created a program called Automation 101, Cherist noted. After the first year, Cherist helped create the Tissue Foundry, which was the first automated tissue line. Rockwell Automation supplies the technology that automates the tissue foundry. Then we decided to build an experience center, Cherris said. We couldn't have gotten those done in the first five years without John Hatzis. Hatzis works with a variety of life sciences companies. We're getting to see the beginnings of an industry right here in New Hampshire, Hatzis said. It's been a great experience building these tissue factories. The Rockwell Automation technology has become an integral driver of the scalable, modular, automated, closed system that's taken shape under the leadership of Tom Bolenbach, BioFab USA's Chief Technology Officer. It's easy to imagine the profound impact that tissue regeneration can have on people's lives and the healthcare system. The definition of biofabrication is the industrial production of biological tissues that can be used for infinite therapeutical applications including for burn injuries or damaged vasculature, in toxicology screening to test the safety of drugs under development, and to develop therapies to cure diseases, including renal failure and diabetes. Generating cells is relatively easy compared with the complexities of regenerating 3D organs, such as kidneys, livers, hearts, or lungs, all of which are in the works by ARMI members' companies, explains Ballenbach. He asked rhetorically, How do you quality control living tissue? The challenges come specifically in determining how to transport fuel, nutrients and oxygen, for example, to interior cells and subsequently remove waste products. Data has become a key enabler for finding correlations that help predict behavior in cells that need to accomplish these types of goals. Digital technology keeps moving the needle. Fifty years ago, people scoffed at what you would need a computer for. Came and said, We've digitized the world in a way that people wouldn't have predicted in the days of transistors. Kamen compared the potential impact of democratized organ regeneration to the way wireless communication has changed our lives. There are 2 billion transistors in a cell phone, he explained. There are about 2 billion cells in a pancreas. What would you pay for a new pancreas for your child? The United States is going to spend 21% of its GDP on health care mostly on chronic treatments. If we build an industry that allows people to replace organs, it will be more impactful on people's lives than cell phones, Cayman said. So thank you for listening to this article, and I hope you find it useful and interesting as we do. You can read it online by using the link in our episode description that takes you to the webpage. And remember that we publish four print and four digital magazines a year in February, May, July, and October. 
You can use the links in this episode description to subscribe to either format, and subscriptions are free. If you like Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating, and we do appreciate it. I'm Teresa Hauk, and we'll chat again soon. If you enjoy Automation Chat, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.